This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing. I don't dance. I don't do those anymore. Anything I don't show. You won't track here anymore. Hannah, 28, took one look at her chipped toenails and knew they would be on her mind until she could get a pedicure. She approached an inexpensive nail salon on 6th Avenue, which has been crowded since it opened at 9am. To look at the line, one would think that all of downtown Manhattan had awoken with chipped finger and toenail polish. Preetha, 28, a friend of Hannah's through a mutual acquaintance, spots Hannah in line. Though remarkably accomplished, both professionally and academically, Preetha is still mostly focused on her active and decadent social life. Hey girl, long time to see you. Preetha, how are you? Hungover. I am beyond hungover. That is the worst. Do you need me to leave you alone? What? No, I haven't seen you in forever, and it looks like we're not getting out of here for a while, so I could use the company. I've never seen it this slammed. I'm gonna die. I know. I'm starving, and they told me 20 minutes ago that I was next, and now the woman just straight up lied to my face and said that dude over there had an appointment. That dude is Michael, 35, who's at the salon for his first ever pedicure. Michael is incredibly reluctant to go through with it, but Bradley, 33, called him the day before from a chair in a salon in Nashville and convinced him that a pedicure was heaven on earth. Okay, never done this before. I'm kind of excited, but I also don't like people touching my feet. So if you could just be like super gentle, that would be awesome. And whatever you do, just please don't crack my toes. Oh, fuck him. Seriously. What's new with you? Well, I got a new job a couple months ago. I love it so far. Super challenging and stressful, but I'm enjoying it. Also, I have a date later on tonight with this guy that I like, and I have so much to do beforehand. Nice! How's it going with him? How many dates you been on? I think it's going well, but who knows? And it's been enough dates that I've stopped counting. Maybe like 10? I mean, we went away for an entire weekend together to a cabin upstate. But on the drive home, I was navigating us using his phone, and I saw he had a Tinder notification, and that was a buzzkill. Well, do you still have the dating apps on your phone? Yes, but it's not like I use them, or I haven't used them in over a month now. I just feel like deleting them early would jinx the relationship or something. I know that sounds dumb, but this is the first guy I've liked this much since my ex, and I'm freaking out a little bit. And clearly he actually uses his apps because girls are messaging him on it. Okay, well, I assume you guys are having sex, so maybe you should just have a chat about this with him, if it matters to you that he's not fucking anyone else. Oh, we talked about that when we were upstate. I'm way too paranoid to mess with my sexual health. See? There you go! If he's not having sex with anyone, he's not dating anyone either. But if this Tinder thing's really bothering you, just talk about it. It's just gonna weigh on you if you don't address it. Okay, I'll find a way to slip it in tonight. I mean, like, he's supposed to come to my friend Jonathan's birthday dinner on Friday, so before he meets all my people, I need to know where we stand. But he went away with you for an entire weekend. He's clearly into you. Yeah, yeah, tell that to my overthinking, paranoid inner thoughts. I think you're just gonna have to get over your bullshit for this one. I asked you not to crack my toes! Hannah is finally called forward for her pedicure. She and Preetha promise to see each other before too long. That night, Hannah meets up with Peter, 36. Peter is the chief financial officer of a financial technology startup. 
He moved to New York from Edinburgh 13 months ago and is settling in nicely. Hannah and Peter met on Tinder, but Peter insists on telling people that they met at a coffee shop. Hannah feels safe and secure with Peter because the attention he pays to her never wanes. She finds him predictable in the best way. His consistency is something she has come to count on. We find them eating dinner at a quiet restaurant after a particularly touching movie. This reminds me of the restaurant I used to coach check at. When were you a coach check girl? Oh, a couple years ago. It's great money. Sort of dangerous, though. Dangerous? How? Well, like if you lose a coat, for example. You lost someone's coat? It wasn't my fault. I was running late and the door guys were helping me out. Or they thought they were helping me out by taking the first couple coats. But they didn't put them in any sort of order. So when I got there, the place was a madhouse. And I didn't have time to organize the coats before the end of the night. Shite. Yeah, shite is right. And this crowd was, um, yeah, they were a little ghetto. And I couldn't find one girl's fur coat. It was just a mess in there, and the line was getting restless. And she may have threatened to come back and find it herself. Meaning she was going to jump you? Meaning she really wanted her fur. And she thought I was, like, hiding it from her. But then out of the corner of my eye, I see it on the floor. And the floor of a coat check room, that is not a place you'd want to hang out. So I knew I had to try and pick it up without her seeing me go for it. Did it work? Nope. She totally saw me pick it up and try to dust it off. And then she tried to come and get it from me herself. But luckily security got there first and I asked her nicely to just take the coat. And then she left. So basically, I'm dating a gangster. Basically. And this gangster is thirsty. Do we want red or white? Well, you don't really eat meat, right? So isn't the answer always going to be white? You don't only pair red wine with meat. If we're going to get a heavy pasta or something spicy, we'd still pair that with red. As long as it's not fucking Merlot, right? Is that a sideways reference? (laughs) You know your movies. What are your top five movies of all time? 28 Days Later, Casablanca, Broken Circle Breakdown, The Bodyguard. And breakfast at Tiffany's. That's some range there. I'm a complicated person. I don't think I've seen the majority of those. What was the breakdown one? Broken Circle Breakdown? That's a Belgian movie, and it's so damn moving. I can only watch it when I'm really happy, or else I'll go in a deep, dark hole of depression. I don't think I'll be running out to watch it. But I keep thinking about the movie we just saw. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time great choice. Thanks. Yeah, it was really intense. I totally can't stop thinking about it either. Hannah's not thinking about the movie. She's thinking about the best way to broach the topic of exclusivity. Today was so fun. I'm really happy we spent it together. Me too. So, I have something to ask you. How do you feel about deleting our dating apps? I know you said we're not sleeping with anyone else, but I feel like it's important. Yeah, sure. I mean... It's not like we've been using them, right? Right, but I still get the random notification or super swipe-like, and I'd rather not. Ha, yeah, me too. Like the the Happy Valentine's Day from Bumble. Exactly. Okay, so let's delete them. Cool, so that's settled. And about my friend Jonathan's birthday next week, I guess I'll be introducing you as my boyfriend then? What? No. That's That's a different thing. A different thing? We just said that we were exclusive. How is boyfriend-girlfriend different from that? 
This is such an American thing to have this conversation. In Scotland, we would never do it. It's it's just that once we start sleeping together, we're exclusive. It's not a conversation that's necessary. Well, newsflash, we're dating in America, and I hate to break it to you, but people sleep with and date more than one person here. And you're not allowed to get mad when they do because you haven't had this conversation yet. So technically, they were allowed. So you've been dating other people up until now? I haven't been, and I wouldn't, but I could have been. And do you want me to thank you for that? No. Okay, so can you explain to me again about the difference? A girlfriend is more serious. You you live with your girlfriend. You spend Christmas with your girlfriend's family. There's a step between not sleeping with other people and living together. And I'm just not there yet. Okay, I'm not asking you to move in with me. I'm, I'm just asking you not to use the words boyfriend and girlfriend yet. I'm not saying I don't see us heading in that direction. I'm just saying it's too soon. Can we leave? I don't feel great. Hannah's trying not to show it, but her mind is racing. She's trying to keep her cool so as to not appear needy and overly emotional. This is not how she predicted this conversation would go, and she is at a loss for words. The couple sits in silence until the check comes. They walk back to Hannah's apartment, go upstairs, and go to bed. We have a very important podcast to tell our listeners about today. It's called O Marks the Spot. O Marks the Spot is an inside listen of some of the happenings at Outer Loop. Outer Loop, it's a boutique music management firm. Uh, it's a record label, and it is so much more. And most importantly, Outer Loop is run by Mike Mowry, who is also the CEO of Jabberjaw Media, independent talk and entertainment podcast network. You can find Tool today at Jabberjaw Media, and that's because we're affiliated with those guys. We sure are, and we sure like being a part of it, even though we're not a music podcast like 90% of the podcasts on there. They're very kind for having us, and we really like Mike, so we really want you to listen to his podcast called Omar's The Spot. Please listen to it. Please, please, please. That's Brad begging. He doesn't do that normally. A couple weeks ago, Stephanie Maxima of Catalyst Publicity joined the podcast. Catalyst Publicity is also notable because Catalyst Publicity are the publicists for Jabberjaw Media and all of its podcasts. So we love Stephanie. I love her a lot, maybe too much. She's so smart. She's the prettiest. And Mike is also smart. He's the second prettiest. He's so pretty too. Don't tell Mike's wife. Who's probably pretty too. So you can listen to Omar's The Spot on JabberjawMedia.com or subscribe on iTunes. The next day, Hannah meets Preetha for brunch. Though the two had not spent an abundance of time together prior to their reunion at the nail salon, they established a kindred connection and both were filled with a desire to march into the future as friends. I just shut down. I knew I wasn't going to cry, but then I was scared that he thought that I would, and amongst all the thoughts milling around, I look up and I see him staring at me. I feel like men are so scared of women crying, like, get over it. I feel feelings, and sometimes, very rarely, actually, they spill out on my face. Of course you did. You're human and you're feeling rejected. You didn't do anything wrong, by the way. Uh, side question. Can we share the bimbop, or do you want to get your own thing? I think you need your own. Okay, so, I sort of just wish I didn't open my mouth. Maybe it's a cultural thing, but he was shocked when I brought up the exclusivity. Hannah, we've been exclusive since we started having sex, obviously. Maybe that's how it works in Scotland? That's not a Scottish thing. That sounds like a Peter thing. So, were things awkward after that? 
Well, this morning, he could see how withdrawn I was. So he sat me down and told me that he needs more time, but that he really cares about me. What if he thinks I'm fun, but not a long-term girlfriend? What if? But you can't answer that question. We have to go off of facts, and it's not completely negative. Tell me, please, how you could possibly spin this into a positive. I don't have a boyfriend, but I'm not allowed to date or have sex with anyone else. Why did I agree to this? A waitress, though not Hannah and Preetha's waitress, walks by the table. Hi, I'll take a uh, Cote de Rome. Thank you. I don't know how to spin it for you, but at least you're in a relationship. My parents made a profile for me on Shadi. It's an Indian dating site because they think I'm going to die alone. They did not. So it's like Tinder for people from India? Like J-Swipe is for the Jews? Yeah. And it's focused solely on marriage. In fact, Shadi specifically means marriage in Hindi. It's been around for like 10 to 15 years. It was originally brought about so parents could use the internet to help arrange their kid's marriage. No. Yes. Even now, a lot of people our age in India are set up through arranged marriages, and it's like a totally normal thing to do there. I'm actually flying to India next week for my cousin's wedding, and he's only met his fiance a couple of times. Seriously? That's nuts. Yup. When you sign up, one of the first things it asks you is if whether you're signing up for yourself or a family member. Wait. But besides that, is the rest of the site like other dating apps? Kinda, but it's more intense than other dating apps. Like how? Well, it asks you very specific questions that are more important to Indians, like what ethnic group you belong to. Also, the dietary restrictions are even more specific, like you could be vegetarian, occasionally vegetarian, Jane, egatarian, or vegan. What's egatarian? A vegetarian that eats eggs. I never even thought about that. Aren't they called ovo-vegetarians if they do? Not on shoddy. It breaks down skin tones, too, in a pretty fucked up way. It doesn't just ask you if you're black or brown or white. It'll ask you if you're fair, dark, dusky, or weedish. What? Weedish? That is actually the preferred skin tone for a lot of people. That is fucked up. I'm guessing that there's a lot about social structure, too, and classes and stuff. Oh yeah. Entering your salary is actually a requirement for the site. There is a lot about your family status too, like, it asks how many siblings you have and whether they're married or not. They ask about the status of your parents. Like whether they're still around or something? Living and dead are options, but also like their social class, whether they're retired, when they're working, what type of business. So intense. And your parents signed you up for this? Yep. And they didn't even tell me about it. I just started getting all these notifications and phone calls. Who calls you? Like, you enter your phone number, and they just blow up your phone with both automated calls and real people. The first one's just to verify your number. Then it's a welcome call. Then it's a call to see if you have any questions. Then it's a call asking why you didn't enter your profile picture yet. Then it's another automated call about how Shadi is here to be the answer to yours or your family member's dream. And then all the calls, both automated and the real person ones, are done by like this 70-year-old Indian woman. Ugh, it just made me think of my grandma just sitting there and setting me up with these guys online. But wait, does the site actually work? It does. A family friend I grew up with in California met her husband on Shadi. Her parents set it up and the guy she met is actually really great and they're married with a kid. Wow, that friend really fucked it up for the rest of you. Yup, and now she's the success story that motivates all the other parents, and it makes it impossible to tell my mom that I don't want to do this. Did you give her any specifics about what you like in a guy, though? No, I was pretty pissed she did this. I just told her to make sure the guy was super dusky. 
fuck Peter. I'm gonna have my mom find some Yenta matchmaker and set me up with a dusky dude. Look, Hannah, you're seeing a guy who treats you well, you're into each other, and he didn't say no, he just said not right now. He didn't even say not right now because effectively, he is your boyfriend. You're not stupid. Don't fuck this up. Stop worrying about where you think you're supposed to be. From what you've told me, this guy is treating you like gold. Like, for example, how often do you talk? Oh, he reaches out in some way every day. Okay, so there you have it! The last guy I dated actually turned into a total mess, and it was all my fault. About a month after we started seeing each other, I ran into him at a loft party in Bushwick, and it was kinda awkward because he was there with all his friends. So we said hello, and then he told me to stop by his table later. Oof. The premature friend meeting. No, that would have been fine, but what messed me up was the stop by later part. Like, how much later? Should I go to the bathroom and come back? Did he mean 30 minutes later? Do I take a lap around the party and come back when I'm done? Or was later signaling the end of the night? Oh well, yeah, I've been there and I could see how that could be unclear. There's totally no standard of how long later is. So what did you end up doing? How much later did you wait? I didn't. You just never spoke to him again? Nope. I couldn't take the pressure and the place was huge, so I just avoided the area he was in. The next day when he texted me, I just didn't mention it, but I think he thought I wasn't into him or something since I never went back. Classic case of self-sabotage. So, like, if Peter has to hold on to this not-your-boyfriend thing, you can hold on to your safety blanket apps. Just don't use them. But feel fortunate that your mother isn't texting you twice a day with a list of your new shoddy matches. Speak of the devil! She just sent me another one! Mmm, see now, look at this dusky motherfucker. Too Old to Date was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Jessica Rosen, Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old to Date. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and... <clears throat> Maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our places anymore. Guess you're right, and I was too. We won't try you anymore. And the thought of existing so close to the core. I've been missing You asked me what for Oh, questions are burning a hole in the floor And it's nothing This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one